I hope that if anybody is listening, that if you're feeling anything, whatever it is, you are not alone. I know for a long time I felt alone. Dance, dance. I can't encourage, just even give it a try. You don't even have to, you know, do five, six, seven Broadway. Just put on some music and dance. And I'm telling you, there's some things that come about that. And I, I know that life is full of different things and I can't encourage people enough to dance. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Bold Begin. Hi, welcome back to People Begin. I am Barcy, your host, and I'm pretty excited to talk with our guest today because what he has created crosses many of the intersections that I love, like mind, body, and spirit connection, creativity, healing and connection with being creative, and finding ourselves through that process, and remembering to have fun. And creating programs that are very aligned with our core values and serve a community from a place of value and connection and purpose. So basically all the things I love. So my guest today is Joseph Corella. He is the founder of 567 Broadway, a Broadway dance workout for adults that is now available virtually as well. He's a renowned choreographer, performer, and dance fitness instructor, and he is here to talk with us today. So welcome, Joseph. Yay. Thank you, Barcy, for having me. And I'm excited to chat and you already bring on the giggles for me. I have no clue why. But you do, and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of laughter, so I'm excited to chat. You do the same for me. I am a giggler. People know that about me. I got made fun of for it quite a bit as a young what? person. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. People, <laughs> kids are mean. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Um. We will get into that. <laughs> So all that said, like, I really do think this is going to be a very fun interview. So far, the couple times that we've talked before has been just sort of fun and effervescent. And I'm really looking forward to this. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's dive in and go deep. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note... I do want to hear about your upbringing, actually, and your background, because you did mention that you discovered dance at a pretty young age. So are you okay if we just start there? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 
So tell me about your background. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona originally, and I started dance when I was around seven, which I'm really grateful for that I found at a young age. But for me, I knew I was gay at a young age. I went to Christian private school and I was experiencing lots of things that weren't working for me. And I just want to say that I want to be honest about my journey and what's happened and what words brought me to today. But like the thing that I learned at a young age was that dance was the thing that helped me stay connected to myself and helped me work through a lot of things that were really, really tough. You know, even when we said, you know, kids can be mean, it's true. And being a male dancer, because I love dance, I love and I was always creative. And, you know, people, uh, especially at my private school that I went to, that's the kind of the first time I started hearing, like I would be called fairy, I didn't understand what fairy was. But the thing is, is I've learned to embrace those things. But you hear these negative things, and it just starts putting layers over you. And I know for me that's what kept happening but the thing that really helped me continue to pull forward was dance and I'm grateful I was able to dance I'm grateful that I did not stop dancing even though other people were like you shouldn't dance guys don't dance you know mm-hmm. and all the all the rest of the things but it helped me so much and it helped me really come out of my shell it just overall I'm a firm believer in when in doubt dance it out like you know I think I it that. is it is something that's really true and I hope to continue doing that for the rest of my life the journey isn't like jazz hands. I wish, as we know, <laughs> I wish, I wish. There's lots of giggles, but yeah, life throws things at you. And I've learned to always try to bring it to the dance floor whenever that's going on. Yeah. And a couple questions around some of the things you just said, but yeah, Leo, life is not smooth. It's not a smooth driveway that we just, you know, cruise along on and enjoy the view. And even if we have tools and fun things like dance in our lives, you know, that's how we balance it, right? Like, mm-hmm. We have to balance out all that stuff with things that bring us joy and fun and again, connection, I think, extremely important. Absolutely. You mentioned that there were a lot of things that just weren't working for you. Was that already happening at that young age of seven and pre-seven years old? Because that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of awareness to have. And I feel like I have a lot of memories from a very, very young age. I felt like I was pretty aware, but not all of us experience that or have tapped into that. So I would love mm. to hear more about that. As I've gotten older, I personally believe that we've been on this journey before. There's just something about it. You can meet a kid that is like, you know, eight and you're like, you are acting like you're 35 and there's things that you know. And I feel like for me at a young age, there were things that I just connected to and it was just natural. I think that's also being part of a kid. Mm. Yeah. Like again, you know, even knowing I was gay, I knew I liked guys like that. I was attracted to guys. I knew that. But the thing is, there were so many things that were saying don't do that. Don't be that. And if you are that, it's not good. And so hearing those things at a young age really brought on, I won't forget the first time I started felt like probably like an anxiety attack. Mm. I do believe in therapy as well. I've done therapy to really help me work through those layers of stuff. But I remember outside before we would go into class, this is probably like in second grade I think maybe second yeah and before we would have to say the pledge allegiance to the Christian flag the Bible and the American flag every day we'd be outside together and do that and I remember suddenly before going to class I got this insane amount of anxiety just in my chest I remember feeling so joyful before and then I Mm. felt 
a pressure. And I think there was lots of things that my true essence was like feeling around me and not really understanding. You know, I'm, I'm really, even though people see me as like, I teach Broadway stuff and do that. There's a reason why I do what I do. And what we're talking about right now is the foundation of why I'm passionate about teaching and helping others to move through what you're going through. And I know for me, starting at that young age, I was starting to experience those things, but I just, I am so grateful I had the outlet of dance. It happens for other people in different ways, sports, but I for sure believe the arts, the arts are sports to me. They are, they're athletic for sure. Yeah, and I do believe the arts help heal and help make the world a better place. You can use art for negative things, but for sure art is a, when used properly, can really help change the world in a beautiful way. Well, I concur and thank you for sharing that part because I like that you're bringing awareness to the fact that we have a deep knowing, we're born with it. You know, we know who we are. We know a lot about life already that is just internal and innate. And because of, like you described, all these like layers start getting put on us for various reasons and different for everyone, right? But we start to suppress it because we're told that that knowing is wrong. Some of us, right? We get different messages about different things. Yeah. And having a thing to connect with or a support system or whatever that is, sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's, like you said, sports, or for you it was dance. I think there is something really special, though, when there's more connection involved because you have to connect now with your body mm. through dance. Do you feel like having something that was physical in addition to maybe just someone to talk to or do you feel like that connection helped you process things because you had a physicality in your art. Yeah, I do feel that moving really helps you. Well, it gets you present in your body. So you've really, when you're like, move your right hand and now move your left hand. Now, you know, like piecing choreography together. Yeah. It pulls you into the present moment because you have to think about it and kind of like be really present within yourself. But when you connect it to music as well, there mm. is, some, I call it dance magic. There is something that happens when you know, and there's science around it too. But overall, I do believe that there is like a, a beautiful spiritual aspect, spirituality, whatever you want that to be for you. But like, I know for me, you go to this like magical place. <laughs> and I always tell my students, whatever you're going through, bring it to the dance floor. And it, you could be happy, you could be sad, but we're all moving. Life is movement. Mm. From the moment we're here to the moment we leave, it's movement. You know, I personally try not to take that for granted. And I'm mm. going to be learning as for the rest of my life. And that's why I love chatting and having conversations. I think it's important to have conversations with people and hear about their journey and what they've been through and what helps them in their life. But I know for me, you know, I will be singing the praises of what dance has done for my life. I will say this. I never, especially when I was closeted and many other things. So not just when I was experiencing growing up, holding on to knowing that I was gay, but there was a time when I could never imagine that I'd be sitting here having conversations like this. It would terrify me to think of something like that. And now I'm so not at that spot, but dance has been the thing that has pushed me, continued to push me forward to face my fears. And I tell people, you know, whether you're professional or not, use dance as a way to help you. And it does, it helps them in their everyday life. And I've seen it. Wow. Okay. Can you, since we are bringing it up and we're there, can you share a little bit about maybe some stories of people you've worked with or you've seen them mm. apply it in their lives in ways that maybe we wouldn't consider thinking about dance in this way? There's been people that have come in, especially before the pandemic, when I would teach my live classes in person. There's one woman that came in and you, there's been many other things, but this really touched my heart. She was new to class and she came in and she was so joyful. And so, and I got to chat with her before and then I chatted with her after. And she said, I just want to thank you because a year ago I lost my daughter, you know, and this is the first time that I have felt present in my body. And I just was like, 
tears. And like, that's the thing I tell my students a lot too. Like that person next to you, you have no clue what's going on in their life. And so just that one smile, you don't know what it took them to get to this spot, to even just step foot in this door. All of us have a story to tell. And that really, that was a big moment for me of just like how important it is to come together and dance and dance and dance. Yeah. You can probably say I'm tearing up a little because that touched me as well. And you just feel the weight and the lightness all at once in what you shared because it's that coming together of what life is. It's the light and the dark together. Yeah. And when we can find ways to kind of have both, there's something really powerful in that. Yeah. And life is generally both. So I keep hearing this sort of like combination of ways we can create balance and connection in just a short amount. We've talked so far even. But, you know, I relate from a place of being an actor when I was in theater. And when you start adding the movement to the lines and the interactions that you're having with someone else and then also adding someone else, right? Having that back and forth, those pieces, those connections, those parts of movement and connection with the other people on stage, for example, and then you add in the audience. There's something physical about all of that too, because you're dealing with space, space and time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I relate when you say dance magic, because to me, that was what I would say stage magic. And I realized film is very different. I was missing that component of space and time yeah. connection that lives. It's a live thing. So to me, that feels movement related too. Yeah. And it's very hard to describe that other than being extremely present. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hearing you share as well. So I super relate to that. And whenever I get off track and when I hear other people share with me they're off track, it's usually because we are somewhere else. We're somewhere in the future. We're somewhere in the past. We're not being present. Mm. So anything that helps us do that can be a huge tool. Absolutely. And that's why speaking about theater specifically and how when you sit in an audience and when the music and the overture starts and then you get this feeling and then you watch somebody on stage and then you get the chills or and then you start crying. That to me is really a transfer of energy. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. You're just sitting there as you're experiencing something so beautiful from the story it tells. And even with movies, I love art. We've used art, especially during this pandemic. People that we have sat (laughs) sat in our homes (laughs) and, you know, uh, watched many TV shows. You're watching art. That is art. Uh, It transports you fantasy. It allows you to escape just for a little bit and take you into another world. You're watching these people, you know, really transfer you to a new place. To me, that is magical. But we're so used to it now in a way. So it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, did you watch Bridgerton? Like, (laughs) yeah, I finished it in two days. You know, like, I benched it. Yeah, like, we're so used to it that we kind of forget art throughout time to get to where it is now. It's really incredible to see how it continues to grow and evolve. And I love that so much. Makes my heart happy. I do like that you brought that up because it it kind of points to the fact that we can find art anywhere and we can find that connection in ourselves through art anywhere. It's a household now, right? Like (laughs) it's a household thing. Like everyone has it probably most likely in some form. Yeah. We escape our lives that way. We chill out that way. We connect with people that way. We connect with ourselves that way. Like I am really liking the evolution of the way content is going too. I call it content because there's so many ways to consume it. (laughs) I mean, it's true. I think that's, you know, growing up for me, I'm aging myself, but like it was AOL. I remember AOL startup occurring and how (laughs) somebody got on that phone while you were on the internet, you know, like it would disconnect (laughs) everything. And now, 
now we're so much faster, but there's a lot of information that we're consuming now too. That's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother that thing. Is whole... It is. It really is. But I wanted to talk about that just just a touch, not the overwhelm part, but the part where where we can remember that it's art. And what would happen if we thought of it that way the next time we sat down to watch something? Yeah, absolutely. And just see what changes for you, for anyone who tries that. Yeah. I mean, another thing, too, is like we are all creative beings, whether we understand that or not, in a way. Like it's from the way we we do our hair. What color shirt are you picking today? Or every little Mm. thing. How do you even make your home look? That is a creative expression and that's why with my like live stream classes with five six seven broadway i really encourage people to get creative like i (laughs) encourage them to wear like workout costumes but this is for adults these are adults because i feel like creativity does help you and when you actually connect to it it helps you grow for your everyday life you know it's not because society tries to put you in a norm of Mm -hmm. this is your place you know but i think Mm -hmm. when we start allowing ourselves to explore and try new things then suddenly you're like i don't have to live in a box what wait a minute what and the creativity helps you kind of explore that like oh i like doing that oh i don't like doing that you know as you know you know you uh, you get creativity but i think there's people that you know really they're like oh wait i can do that and you're like oh my gosh yes never let that child like fun go ever don't let it go you go wear a workout costume and shine brightly there's Yes. Oh my God. Yes. To all of that. Um, I think I'm losing my train of thought because you're just making me laugh, which is great. It's totally fine. We'll get back on track. We're in our creative flow. We are in our creative flow. I totally agree with you. Everyone is creative. It's part of being a human being. It's part of what identifies a human being. I think animals are creative too, but that's another topic. Totally. Yeah, I do. I see my cat being creative all the time. (laughs) I mean, listen, cats like know things that I mean, they know the future. I will say that I'm scared of cats. I love them. And I'm like, you know, too much. You know, too much. Yeah, you don't want to meet my cats then. (laughs) They will look into you. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing. You're like, wait, you saw something about me. You saw my future. I'm scared. Don't tell me. How do you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I digress again. What I was going to say is there's power in permission. So giving permission, you're giving people so much permission that we don't have anyone giving that to us anymore because we're not children. No one's really monitoring our lives in the same way except for ourselves or if we seek things out that we can participate in like this that give us new ways of looking at ourselves, looking Mm -hmm. at our possibilities and our lives and how we connect with others from that point. So how do you do that in class? Run us through like, I'm brand new. I'm coming to your class. Like what happens next? So 567 Broadway is really a dance fitness class that is for everyone. So I just want to state that. And I create stuff that is, you know, dance is a discipline. Don't get me wrong. It does take, you know, sometimes it takes people, depends on where you're at. It takes a moment. But overall, the first part of class you start with, it's called Act One. Go figure. It's all very theatrical. And I'm really trying to make you feel like you're a performer and own that. But Act One is the same every week. And it's follow along. The more you do, the more you get. Act two is where I do a combination. Like last Saturday, we did Cats the Musical, (laughs) which is theatrical all on its own and campy all on its own. But I really encourage people (laughs) to embrace, find stuff in your home, especially during this pandemic. I've encouraged, I've danced since I was a kid in my home. So like my bedroom is a Broadway stage, the, you know, Carnegie Hall, like it is everything to me. I encourage people like in your home, dance, dance in your kitchen. What do you have at home that you can use that could be a part of this workout costume for? 
for whatever number we're doing today. And it's been really amazing to watch people grow and also grow together from around the world. So I usually film the second part of class, the combination that we do. Don't worry, you can always turn up your camera if you're like, wait, that's not, I'm not doing that. No, don't worry. It's the same thing. So you can hit stop video. But I record it because it's really great for everybody to see. They don't get to see each other until that moment when I post it. So they only see me throughout, but then I post it and then they're like, oh my gosh, it's so great to see. Look at Shelly in her workout costume. Like who's in Australia and look at, you know, look at Esther in the UK. Like it's been really a beautiful experience. Even though this pandemic has been mind blowing with what we've been going through. There has been some really beautiful things as well of joint coming together. This is one of them where the students really inspire me because, you know, they've helped me grow to step out of the box because I watch them and I'm like, I'm giving a shout out to Shelly because she's in Australia and I do most of my classes are on Saturday at 12 p.m. So she takes class at 5 a.m. the next day because it's in Australia. She gets up every morning and does that. I mean, on Sundays for her. Sunday, right. Yeah, and she's been devoted and I see the sunrise in her her square and it's, you know, things that I never imagined I would, like this, what am I experiencing? So it's really beautiful, but I really encourage adults. I believe, I don't know, my heart, it tells me that it's really a mission to remind adults to keep that childlike fun alive. Follow your heart, listen to your heart. It's really special that you've been able to find a way to transfer this beautiful energy connection and mind-body-spirit connection through a virtual portal. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> we're looking through portals of time. Every time I do some interview with someone from Australia, I'm like, oh my God, you're like in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, like Shelly's, it's 5 a.m. with Shelly tomorrow. And everybody's yeah. like... It's tomorrow over there. It's so interesting. I don't know. It, it blows my mind every time. But really, really cool that you you didn't let that stop you. You leaned into it and allowed all of these new experiences to unfold. Like you said, you're learning from them and, and you're getting to meet people that don't live in Los Angeles or near you to be able to come in person. So what a yeah. wonderful expansion of energy. Yeah, it's been really helpful for me because this pandemic has not been easy for me either. And as we've come together, all of us going through all these emotions to, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to pretend I'm like, yay, everything's <laughs> yay, got up there and like taught. And it was fine. There was some days where I was like tired, heavy, scared. I won't forget right. the last, because I've been teaching over for over a year now, I would say online, because I kind of took mm-hmm. a moment for myself in the beginning Good of the pandemic. <laughs> and then once I started teaching, but I remember last winter, it was a rough, it was a California and a lot of the world was still experiencing a very rough time. And I remember all of us just coming together and, you know, uh, Those are going to be memories that I will never forget. I'm looking forward to looking at that more like 10 years from now. But you know what I mean? Like, as I look back just even a little bit, it's those memories are going to be really impactful. They already are. Yeah, it sounds like they already are. I hear what you're saying about it. It's resonating already. And it's going to be a pillar in your life that you can reflect on, which is, again, just really powerful. And I think it's important to touch on, you know, you're being a leader In many ways. And I feel like in spaces like this, where those of us who are teaching or holding space, there's a different kind of fatigue that comes with that. Mm -hmm. What's that been like for you? (laughs) That's a loaded question. Tell me about it. (laughs) Well, because that's, I think that's the hard thing as I've, um, you know, it really makes me super appreciative of the amazing educators that I've had in my life that I know have devoted a lot of time and effort. And I'm passionate about what I do, but I have had to learn to make sure to take time to take care of myself because that can be hard. I got to be honest, that can be hard for me. I'm learning more and more. But in like in the beginning of this pandemic, I was 
not feeling well at all and I just needed a moment and then it suddenly clicked in and the universe is like okay this is what the next chapter is but I still have had to very much learn to when I'm tired to respect my body and my mind (laughs) that I'm tired and you know that's Barcy it's still a work in progress sometimes (laughs) for me because I can't tell when I'm low sometimes. I can mm. if I'm, maybe I go from being super happy to like a little edgy and I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe maybe I need to go take a nap if I can yeah. go take a nap. But it's really finding <laughs> that balance to refuel so that I can help others because if there's no way. It's the best way to look at it is like a car. If you're running on fumes, there's no way that you're going to get to your destination. I have to refuel. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you in the audience today that I'm the best at doing that, but I, I'm very much learning and growing and I learn from other people. And that's why I'm glad to have these honest and open conversations because this is what life is. It's interesting because you said you're not always aware of when mm. you're feeling that way. And I think you're the first one to admit that, which is actually really nice. It's refreshing, right? To be like, oh yeah, it's making me realize that that might be my issue. <laughs> Most people like what we do. I would suspect we're in that same. Because I get energized in these moments, right? Like I'm, uh-huh. I'm energized by being here with you. And if you asked me two hours ago, you know, even when we first were getting on, I was like, you know, my energy's a little low today, but I knew that I would be able to do this with you because you energize me and this experience energizes me. Yeah. But talk to me six hours from now <laughs> and I might be like, oh, I forgot to take a break. Or <laughs> That's what and- I do. And then I'm like angry suddenly. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oops. I know. Then it's like, don't talk to me. (laughs) Don't ask me to do anything else today. (laughs) My husband sees more. He gets more of the, you know, he gets the husband duties of dealing with the side of me that sometimes people don't get to see. So he'll be like, do you need a nap? (laughs) I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes, I do. Or do you need to eat? (laughs) That's my lovely partner as well. We'll be like he's the food provider and he's working this week, which means I forgetting to eat. (laughs) See, I know, I know. And this goes to how much the people around us, you know, we do help each other. We do. And I did want to circle to that and say that it's true. We need each other. We need people like you to give us permission to show us how to connect with ourselves and with each other in new ways. We need reliable people around us to go, Hey, uh, do you need to take a nap? Or my dog. My dog, too. Let me tell you, I love pets or there's something magical about, you know, our fur babies that I adore. My dog has helped me so much through this pandemic. So he's always been like, it's okay. Calm down. That's Just because that look. I totally relate to that. My cats do that, too. They make me take a break. He'll come over and be like, it's six o'clock. You need to get up out of that chair and do something else. And he will be adamant about it until I get up. Okay, you're right. I love it. (laughs) I talk about my cat a lot on social media. So those of you who follow my Instagram, no podcast. Oh my gosh, is that what you call him? That's what I call him on social media. That's not his name, but he's... He's my podcast. He's my sidekick producer, cat. I love it. Your <laughs> listeners are like, listen, yep, we know about podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have people request more pictures of podcast in my DM. They don't want any of services for me. They just want more pictures of podcast. <laughs> They're like, does podcast offer any services as well? <laughs> listen. Yeah, he does. They're called timeout and comfort time and let's uh, cuddle. <laughs> my cheeks hurt. My cheeks hurt. Uh, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, actually, because there was a moment where you were on stage, you were doing this professionally. Not that you're still professional. I know you're a professional choreographer as well, still. But that switch from 
you know, dancing on stage to kind of focusing more on teaching. I'd love to hear about that. And I also would love to hear why you really wanted to focus on adults. Yeah. So, you know, as a performer, I, I kept doing the things that I dreamed of doing. Like I wanted to be on Broadway. I did that. I wanted to go on a national tour. I did that. And I'm really grateful for those things. And then life started to kind of switch. I met my husband in New York, who's a Broadway performer as well. And he wanted to go to law school and he got accepted into a law school in California. Amazing. I think the thing that I'm so grateful for about with my husband is that we love to experience life to the fullest. We love adventures. So I'm leaving the dream of New York City to move to the West Coast was a big change. But once I did that, things started shifting a little bit more. And I did a musical in Las Vegas. And (laughs) to say the least, I was not happy in that musical. I was grateful for the job, but I think as my heart was telling me it was time for something new. And as a choreographer, I started working as a choreographer. I love that. And I'm still, I do work professionally as that, but I had done, I'd worked on dance moms around that same time. And that really, <laughs> that really wore me out. And so I was doing jobs that weren't making me happy. So I said, mm-hmm. universe, whatever you want me to do next, because I was really not, I was really not happy at the time. I said, whatever you want me to do, just put it in front of me, open the door and I'll walk through it. Cause I'm tired of making the choices myself and I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And that's when teaching adults came into play randomly. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do this. Like, cause I never really taught. And I have to admit, I was never really, really enjoyed teaching prior. And then, but it was adults. I never taught adults. And then I started teaching adults and I loved it. I love teaching adults dance. Like I was dance fitness and I was like, Ooh, I love this. And then I wound up creating five, six, seven Broadway, combining my love of Broadway and dance fitness. And you know, it's taking time. People are like, Oh my gosh, five, six, seven Broadway is doing so well. But I'm like, listen, I remember (laughs) when there was two people in class and I remember like, I remember, you know, like it's been a journey, but it's grown in my heart. That's another thing too, for me that dance has helped me do is listen to my heart and follow my heart wherever that direction goes. And I'm glad I let go of and let the universe <laughs> take control. And, you know, I think I was holding on tight to some other things. But once I let go a little bit more, mm-hmm. there was a lot of beautiful things that kept happening. And even though I had no clue, like I stopped performing and I was like, I'm going to devote myself to this. Because like for me, I can't put too many eggs all over. I have to keep my, my otherwise it wears me out even more. And I want to yeah. devote my time properly. And so I devoted that and it grew and it grew and it became what it wanted to become and the community it's grown into is really beautiful and it's still ever evolving look this pandemic and new people and yeah and i love teaching adults the feedback that i get fills my heart so much to see the light in people's eyes come whatever what's happening in their life and you see them become who they are it's really beautiful to see i'm really grateful for that and i still choreograph a lot and not only for the class but professionally and who knows maybe i'll perform again sometime but i'm still going to continue doing what the universe wants and i'll go through the next door when it's time i love that i love the focus around transformation that happens for adults with something that someone might think is a simple thing a dance class yeah. but at the end of the day there's so much that comes with that experience yeah especially with a teacher like you i can tell that you really are there for them in a way that maybe they haven't been seen that way before or mm. given that permission before or thought of themselves as doing these kinds of things. And yeah. There's a lot of possibility in that. Yeah. And so much freedom. I mean, I have students that have been taking, I think, eight years now from me, which is weird wow. to say because like time flies. But like I remember our first classes together and they've seen the evolution as well. And then making a workout video and then being in the workout video. It's just... Oh, that's so special. Yeah. I'm grateful to sit here and talk about it. It is 
very near to my heart. For me, it feels like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this much time has passed. It goes quicker as we get older. It just speeds up. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Hold, hold on. on. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I do want to circle back, though, to something that you said where, well, the two things you said were interesting to me, where, which I think we all do when transition's on the forefront. We hold on. Mm-hmm. We're holding on to decisions we'd made in the past, essentially, mm-hmm. and that we've identified with deeply which is why we made those decisions in the first place. And when we suddenly realize they're not serving us anymore, they're really hard to let go of. Yeah. And it seems like maybe something like that happened for you. And then the second thing I noticed was you surrendered. And I found it interesting the way you phrased it in saying you were tired of making the decisions. I totally relate to that. (laughs) I think we all have moments like that. But the surrendering in that and then saying that it just showed up. Can you just help us understand what you mean by that was it sort of a download that you received by continuing to ask you know universe we'll call it yeah or something else yeah uh yeah for me really like i call it's the universe it's everything to me and it and i really work on connecting to that and so at the time i was doing quote-unquote big jobs this is gonna be a big job so i'm gonna do it but then i was so not i was so and you're supposed to be happy right yeah i'm living the dream i'm living the dream and i'm doing and don't get me wrong i think it was the fact that my heart was already telling me you're meant to do something else now but Mm -hmm. i still kept pushing myself to be on the other side because I was happy before and then suddenly it was like and you know Dance Moms though I have to to admit I did the first season of Dance Moms as an off-camera choreographer so I would choreograph numbers off-camera and then the drama on that show and just everything and the first I was like I came back and was a little depressed after that job Mm. but that's where it really catapulted the universe is like I'm gonna keep pushing you to let go and I finally was like I'm not happy And it took me to unfortunately being super unhappy and I think slightly depressed. And then I said, okay, what I let go and I felt good to let go, but I was holding on for dear life prior, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. This is great. And I'm going to get these credits and (laughs) I was finally worn out. And then that's when things really started. Yeah. The door opened. I got an opportunity to teach adults, teach adults dance, dance. So just kind of the opportunity showed up and you were like, I'm going to do it. Because I had said prior, I had really said prior, universe, whatever you want me to do, open the door and I will do it. And then it was like, I got asked, do you want to teach adults dance fitness? And I was like, no, but, (laughs) but but I told the universe, so I'm not going to deny it. And then I did it. That was a really beautiful thing. And I think that's another thing I've learned in my life. You know, it's a matter of work life balance too, of like making sure I don't burn myself out. But when I was younger, I remember when I wouldn't want to go to dance class, like I remember one specifically, I didn't want to go at all like i was like i don't want to i don't i was a kid you know like i don't want to go and i was like fine i'll go and i went i had the most amazing dance class of my (laughs) life like i was like this is i was dreading coming in here and now i'm like bouncing off the walls and like you know living the most amazing moment i'm like oh my god i almost missed out on this moment i really have to keep reminding myself that throughout life like don't deny yourself some like just show up and see what happens and, you know, yeah. maybe it becomes something, maybe it won't. But like, I'm glad I showed up. I got asked to teach adults dance fitness because that catapulted everything else. Even though I'm not going to say I was like, I wasn't searching for it. I will say that the universe really did, in my opinion, the universe put that in before me. So yeah, I, I often say that you're not responsible for the how. Yeah. <laughs> you're just responsible for like the awareness and the alignment and the connection and like knowing those things about yourself. And then yeah. the how part of how it's all going to come together is just not part of our responsibility. 
Yeah. And I <laughs> thank you for sharing that because it's true. Like, how many times do we feel that way in our day, even? Like, oh, I don't really feel like it. And then you get there and you're like, that was great. Like, I don't know. What was I? Why did I want to do this? I don't even know. Like, yeah. Like, why did I make that? it so much worse than what? It, <laughs> like, that was yes. not that bad. We like to do that as humans. I don't know what it is. We're like lazy or something. <laughs> I know. Well, especially me though, too. Like I do work in like a, I'm like at a hundred or I'm like passed out on my bed. Like, so I have to find that middle ground. But as I get older, as I get older, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to, I don't want, there's too much going on. I don't want to deal with it. But you know, it's finding that balance for me. as It's like we revert to being that seven year old again. of like, I got to class. Oh God. Oh (laughs) yeah. There's some childlike ways of mine that I could probably say. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. No. <laughs> but the- I do find that interesting. There's a sweet spot of like, there's like a 20 year, maybe 25 year period of our lives where we're like gung ho. <laughs> there's and like a like, point where we're like, I'm tired. Can <laughs> I'm we tired. just, can we just do the fun stuff or. <laughs> That's why I love teaching. Cause it does help me. It helps me as well, but it's nice to get with a group of people that are like-minded that way that are like, just here to have some fun. That's why I love what dance does too, because I need fun. People don't maybe see this about me, but like I can be pretty serious, like, well, especially running a business. And like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And mm-hmm. I got to do it. And I'm like creative. And I love being creative. But creative, you know, isn't always fun. Uh, figuring things out isn't not the most enjoyable thing sometimes for me because it takes a moment. I have to be patient. Oh, being paid. I would have <laughs> be honest. Being patient <laughs> is a work in progress it's getting better the pandemic has taught me a lot no doubt a lot of other people but like just to slow down and just be patient and what can i do today what can i get done today but those things are like nails on a chalkboard sometimes yes and and i know that we're kind of like we're being very real right now and i'm I'm joking when i say people are lazy but (laughs) (laughs) just to qualify that but but we fight against ourselves is what i'm trying to say (laughs) And (laughs) you recircled to where I wanted to go, which is the factor of fun. This is why we have to factor in fun because Mm. we will fight ourselves on things that we love to do. It's the silliest thing, but we all do that at some point, not all the time, not all the time, of course, but when we're tired or when there's other things going on or when we're distracted or whatever. So the things that we want to be consistent in our lives and just in general, fun, there has to be fun. There has to be fun. You should love it. You can love it. Yeah, well, and I think we've been, I really love like kind of the theme of what we've been going around, which is like refueling, like, mm. because there's a lot, there's been a lot these last couple of years, you know, I'm going to just speak on my, what I've experienced. Like there's been, it's been mm. a lot for me out in the world, everything that's been going on, yada, yada, yada. I don't even want to get into it, but I will say it's heavy. It weighs heavy. And sometimes just like the opening your eyes in the morning after hearing so much crazy news, you're just heavy. And so that's why to me dance has always creativity the arts fun having those little even just even just an half hour even just a half hour of it makes all the difference in the world even if you just put on your favorite song close the door and you know and dance or cry while you're dancing <laughs> or hit yeah. your pillow there's so uh, you good it helps you and you're like oh my gosh because <laughs> it's not realizing also too we've discussed like sometimes you don't realize what you're feeling you're like oh my gosh i was totally denying i had no clue i was feeling all these things but when you tap into movement i do believe that movement helps you 
pull out these things and let go of them as well yeah. to, so that you can to be a sane person in this yeah. world and that you can <laughs> and so that you can help others yeah so we can be there for ourselves and each other <laughs> but it is true it's like we have to process this stuff out of our bodies and movement and using our bodies is a tool for us to do that mm-hmm. and dance is a beautiful way to connect the two again mind spirit body connection yeah I feel like that is truly the soul of this conversation. Yeah. And fun. Mind, body, soul, fun connection. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like in anxiety, I used to say, I mean, it's not to say that I still don't, but like growing up, I, oh, thank goodness for dance because I was suffering social anxiety and anxiety within me and all yeah. these things. And dance just really helped continue to pull me forward and help me stay true to myself in a way and help me continue to dance through life and to own and stay connected to my true self. It's really special to me. I hope that if anybody is listening, that if you're feeling anything, whatever it is, you are not alone. I know for a long time I felt alone. Dance, dance. I can't encourage, just even give it a try. You don't even have to, you know, do five, six, seven Broadway. Just put on some music and dance and i'm telling you there's some things that come about that and i i know that life is full of different things and i can't encourage people enough to dance and that's beautiful i normally ask if there's one takeaway you'd like listening to have <laughs> yeah. but i feel like you covered it is there anything you want to add to that no i just mean, just just dance i think just dance. there you go that's the, that's the title of the podcast today just dance it might be it might be <laughs> Thanks. You titled uh, the show and my like work is done. Great. Now I'm like, see, 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 Marcy, see what I do. I'm done. like, great. I love Marcy, it. What do you need? What do you need? I got it. I got it. Oh my God. Can I just call you in the mornings and be like, what am I going to uh, send you stuff? You I like, love create. This is the problem. I love creating. So I'm always like, and then yeah, I don't know to shut it off. You're innately collaborating. You just cannot help it. It's just, you're collaborating. Now we I need to get it. the cat involved. So we do need to get podcat involved though. You know what? He's sleeping right now. <laughs> See, we can take an example from Podcat and take a cat. Yeah. Podcat says that should be a daily thing, right? Oh my God. See? See? <laughs> Look at what she did. Inspiration just flowing, just flowing everywhere. I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to go wake up Podcat and be like, what do you think I should do next? You're just going to get a side eye. You're going to be like, yes, I agree. He's going to give me a yawn. Like, I think you're talking to me. I think. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it on my own time. Listen. Yeah, I'll get back to you at 6 p.m. when I decide you need to get up. Do you have catnip for me, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how can we connect with you and where can we take your class? <laughs> so, so you can find me at 567broadway.com. Everything is there. So 567broadway.com and all the social media handles. Everything's really at 567broadway, but... <laughs> Just want to put into your head 567broadway.com. 567broadway. Uh, did say I say it three it? times? 567broadway. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, teaching, I have learned, I have to say things over and over again. People are like, wait, Joseph, when is the class? I'm like, I said it five times. I know. Anyway. I relate. I relate. I relate. I too. But I do. at 567broadway.com. <laughs> and if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I am so happy to, if you have a question about class or you want to know, yada, 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 I don't know. Whatever it is, know that you, I'm there so that you can ask a question. And I, I hope you that. can take Yes. Well, now I have to take your class. That'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> now I need Podcat to be there too. Oh my gosh, he'll be in the background with a like, gold top hat. We'll put. Oh a my god, <laughs> he'll be so pissed about that. <laughs> uh, um, 
Thank you so much. All of that information will be in the show notes. This has been delightful. I hope we didn't giggle people's ears off, but, (laughs) you know... I feel like it's a nice reprieve. We go pretty deep on this show usually, so I feel like it's a this was a really fun one to to laugh and cry all all in the same show. <laughs> and shimmy. And shimmy. And, shimmy. <laughs> and jazz hands, lots of jazz, and jazz hands. Just, well, well tears <laughs> rolled down. Yeah. Thank you, Barcy, for having me. It's been really great to chat. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Be Will Begin. Make sure to catch our Thursday Small Shifts episodes for five-minute self-reflective small questions that follow a theme in a guided meditation style. Also be sure to click the follow button or check mark for Beeple Begin on your favorite podcast app to add it to your library so each episode downloads automatically. And if you'd like to stay connected for workshops and all Beeple Begin offers, and get a free guide to working with fear and imposter syndrome, you can go to fearimposter.avanthousemedia.com or click the link in the show notes. Stay safe and keep creating.